Welcome to this week's episode of the Marked for Eternity podcast, where we bring you biblical truth on topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. This episode is made possible by the Ultra Global Partners. To find out more information about the Ultra Global, please go to thealtraglobal.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Here are your hosts, Jeremiah and Paul Johnson. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jeremiah. And this is Paul. And we're here with you today, excited about the launch of the Mark for Eternity podcast. We wanted to uh, just say hello to all our listeners, those who are tuning in for the very first time. Uh, Paul has come into the studio from Indiana, where he lives, and uh, we're here in North Carolina. And uh, Paul, thanks for coming on. Yeah, Jeremiah, thank you for having me. I'm excited for what the Lord's going to do. Well, we thought it would be fun, uh, just as we launched this thing, to talk a little bit about uh, our story, uh, Paul and I's, what it was like to grow up in the Johnson household. I have uh, vivid memories of uh, sports on the weekends like crazy, uh, mom often having to leave the house on Saturdays because uh, we were screaming and yelling uh, <laughs> so loud. Uh, we're... Uh, Four brothers. Yeah. I'm number two in the line. And I'm the youngest. Paul is number four. We saved the best for last. Yep, yep, saved the best for last. We uh, grew up in a pastor's home mm-hmm. there in Indianapolis, and so I remember doing everything from, you know, mom was the secretary, so we built church forts. I remember uh, capturing a little rabbit uh, in the back of the the church yard. Mephibosheth. Yeah, it was a three-legged rabbit. And so being good uh, church kids, <laughs> uh, if you guys don't, you remember the story, David had a son uh, who was crippled named Mephibosheth. And so we named that little uh, rabbit Mephibosheth and nursed it back to hell. So we kind of had the you know, church was our daycare, uh, you know, charismatic environment, things of the Holy Spirit, yeah. uh, super uh, in, involved in sports growing up. What kind of, I mean, what kind of sports, Paul, were going on? Yeah, wrestling and football. I think all four of us played that. You remember the time that Josiah hung me in the coat closet by my coat? No, I, I don't think I've heard for, that one. Uh, for way too long, yeah. Was, Not by your neck, though. No, no, by my coat. That was just a memory that popped up thinking about running around the church when it was empty and, and people I, weren't there during the week. And I remember all the broken bones, all the trips to the hospital. I remember when you were, I didn't even know how old I was, you were playing Little League football and came around the mm-hmm. corner of the field and uh, you hit the first down marker right on your yep. elbow. Yeah. And uh, was it you shattered the growth plate? Yeah, no, I broke both bones in my arm, and then I broke the the humerus in the the top of my arm there. So, scored the only touchdown of the game, though we won six nothing. I was ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, lots of sports, lots of charismatic church, uh, lots of fun and, mm-hmm. and memories, uh, family vacations, uh, just a lot. So grateful <clears throat> personally. Yes. Speaking for myself, uh, just to grow up in the home that we did, you know, Paul, kind of, you know, that I'm the older brother, I go off to college, uh, graduated from Southeastern University down in Lakeland, Florida, and I meet my wife there. We end up planning a church, 
And so we had spent a little bit of time uh, separated just just by distance, you know, being yeah. being your older brother. But what kind of led led you, you you end up coming down to Florida mm-hmm. and uh, went to the same school? Yeah, yeah. So I went to Southeastern like you did. Also met my wife, Taylor, there. Uh, very similar stories. Um, I was really blessed by being a part of the church plant, Heart of the Father, which I'm sure we'll get into more down there in Lakeland uh, to see that happen from the ground up and um, be able to follow in some of your footsteps, uh, graduate from there. And then uh, when Taylor and I came on staff at Heart of the Father there, um, that was deeply impactful and a, a really great blessing. And then we moved to Indiana in 2016 and have been there for a little over six years now. We arrived January 30th of 2016. It's been a, a wild journey. We planted our father's house in Avon, Indiana, which is just west of Indianapolis in a, a bedroom community there, a suburb. Um, planted that in 2018 and have been hard at work uh, seeing God do incredible things in the region and laboring for more of the Holy Spirit in a very religious and dry, stale region. Yeah, yeah. So so for the listeners that don't know, a little bit of my background, like I said, we, we ended up planning a church after we graduated called Heart of the Father Ministry there in Lakeland, Florida, and uh, we're there for uh, a no- number of the early hard pioneering years. Paul and his wife, Taylor, end up graduating from Southeastern. Uh, we hired them on as our youth pastors. It's kind of my claim to fame. I was my younger brother's boss uh, for a, a couple couple of years. Uh, greatly enjoyed that. I don't know if he enjoyed it as much as, <laughs> as, much as I did. But then, uh, just like the Lord had called us to plant uh, Heart of the Father, uh, Paul and Taylor got the call to actually move back to where we grew up and right. to plant a church themselves. And I would say, you know, the the church plants are very different. But I think Paul, one of the things that we have in common is we kind of have that pioneering, right? Like we weren't handed money, we weren't handed people. There wasn't really a denomination. There, there wasn't a. Uh, I mean, gosh, I remember, you know, as you do, man. Just, just doing church. Uh, we did church for the first six months of the church plant without a sound system. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was like, you know, we, we. Ha- I mean, I'm, I'm talking nothing. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast today and you have any interest in any kind of ministry or marriage or family, uh, you know, we're describing a little bit of what it was like growing up and, you know, as pastors, kids and sports and the fun that we had. But as we began our church plan in Florida, it, it was as, as uh, t- discouraging and, um, you know, just heartbreaking in those, especially those first five years. And uh, then Paul to see God send you guys up to Indiana. And, you know, I thank the Lord that his hand was on Heart of the Father and still very much is in Lakeland. And, you know, God's prospered it. And he's doing the same thing for you guys up, up in Indiana. Yeah, it's amazing how lost people feel and act when there's no words on the screen because we didn't have a projector 
at yeah. heart of the Father for the words to be displayed. Remember when we were in the ballroom? Um, yeah. So heart of the Father had been all over the place at the top of a hotel and an industrial park. Um, also, we met in a ballroom in the early years. And if you've ever been in a ballroom, there are mirrors everywhere. Um, so it's kind of awkward. You're like, see yourself worshiping, like with your hands up in like three different places from all over the room. And that was really challenging, but um, we continued to plow and God. Yeah, and there were so through. many nights, you know, they'd be having weddings and parties yeah. and. We'd come in in the morning, and there'd be alcohol everywhere. Smell like it. Smell smell like it. Smell like it. I remember even one time we were so desperate to pay the rent Mm. that the uh, hotel manager had called us and said, you know, hey, I'll give you, you know, I don't know what, $1,000 off the rent if you'll allow half the ballroom to be used for another venue on the Sunday morning, which, of course, I had no idea what that was. So we had some good, you know, older intercessors that came before service and would pray. And I just remember coming up that elevator and one of the intercessors shrieking out in terror because the other venue that was going on alongside the church was a plus-size model contest. (laughs) And a woman was walking down the catway in a bikini, <laughs> and man, it was uh, it was rough. It's a true story, you know. So, man, you know, it's uh, you know, you got to do what God's called you to yeah. do, and you got to persevere through those hard years. I I know I do. I know you do, man. Such yeah. such a heart for people that are just trying to to follow the Lord. You know, we all come from the backgrounds that we do. You know, God called you and I into ministry. As church planners, as brothers, you got to be a part of our yeah. early pioneering years. I'm sure you were able to, you know, glean from the good and the bad. I certainly wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but then to be able to go up to Indiana and plant your own work and then, you know, all that you guys are doing, um, I, I just love the the things that we've been able to keep in common over the yes. years as brothers. I think some of that, again, is a love for sports, specifically college football. Yeah. We've got a love for the Lord and just pioneering and really the, the church at large. I think that we also carry a heart for healthy marriage, healthy family. Uh, what what else would you say, Paul? Yeah, that's that's part of why I'm excited about this podcast is, you know, we're going to talk about issues in the body of Christ, but we also want to talk about family, talk about marriage, talk about ministry, uh, how to persevere, endure, uh, what are things we've learned, mistakes we've made, um, success that we've had, things we've seen work, not work. Um, Jeremiah, I want to honor you because our father's house in Avon uh, would not be what it is today without your example, um, both good and bad, learning from your mistakes, but also your hard work, your perseverance, your diligence, um, your determination to uh, live for God's presence um, and to be a Holy Spirit-led, driven community. Um, that pioneering DNA 
is is within me as well. But I think being able to see you and Morgan do it and persevere and God bring the blessing and the people and, and open the doors, I think for Taylor and I uh, just created such a faith in us that, you know, we have the word of the Lord. Uh, we might not have much. Um, I think that's something that we have in common. Yes, we've both planted churches, but we've planted them from scratch. Yeah. Um, I hear about people that yeah, I'm planting a church and they get $100,000 in the bank and a you know a leadership team full of people that love God and have stable lives. And I just simply can't relate yeah. to that. Um, and so seeing the Lord come through and break through powerfully, uh, I, I think about a question or some questions, it's like a very common conversation that I've had on multiple occasions where uh, people don't really know what to do with a church plant uh, quite like ours, and people will ask me, um, what denomination is the church? And we'll say it's non-denominational, and then I'll say, well, what is the affiliation? And I'm not even totally sure what that means. I'll tell them we're, we're not affiliated with anybody. We're self-governed, self-funded. And then people normally look at you like, and they, uh, one lady in particular says, is this a Bible-believing church? <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Said, yeah, we believe in the Bible. We also love the Holy Spirit and want to marry the two, the Word and the Spirit together. So yeah, I'm sure and, you can relate to yeah, that. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm excited about what God's doing in the earth today. I believe that God is raising up a fresh breed of apostles and prophets, foundation layers, He's raising up shepherds underneath his own heart. You know, God has so clearly said to me, we're in a new era in the earth. I believe that there is an old wineskin, a religious system that God is dealing with. He's exposing. And again, if you're listening today, whatever your background is, uh, we're believing that you'll be able to just connect into into our story, uh, what we're really about. But I would say, uh, you know, the Mark for Eternity uh, podcast is a story of two brothers who have, uh, you know, a deep history, a rich history together in the ministry, uh, mm-hmm. in in sports, growing up in the same home, uh, but also a heart for the body of Christ. You know, you hear a lot of people talking about subject matters that they have no skin in the game. I mean, you know, you hit on it earlier. I've never met more people that are ready to criticize how the church is doing something, and they themselves are sitting behind a computer screen they don't even attend anywhere and they've never they've never fought the wars you know if if god is really calling you to establish something um, god is going to be with you uh, but satan is going to be against you as well right. and i can look at my life you know after having pastored you know we're now in north carolina we handed our campus over in 2020 and you know, have a great team that God is using to continue the work there. But I know on my end now in my life, just coaching pastors, encouraging leaders, but I'm interfacing with quite a few people who just have a lot of thoughts on church planning, a lot of uh, on thoughts on marriage and family, and are kind of clueless. What, what, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I think there's a lot of theory out there, but I try to listen to people I'm certainly not an expert, but I try to listen to people that, like you said, have skin in the game when it comes to the church. Critics are a dime a dozen, but real builders are rare. Um, I've always 
sought to be a builder, to build the house of the Lord. You know, one of the verses that deeply grips me is Psalm 127, one that says, uh, if the Lord doesn't build the house, then the laborers labor in vain. Yep. And you think about 1 Corinthians 3, where the quality of every person's work is judged by fire and tested, um, and whatever is not built with uh, gold, silver, or precious stones gets burned up, right? The wood, hay, and, and straw. Um, so to actually build into people's lives, um, you know, this podcast is more than just ministry. It is about family, ab- about marriage, about um, how to be healthy. Um, you know, many people, I find that their philosophy of ministry, if you could call it that, is really about um, surviving ministry. And I've always really had a heart. I don't want to survive. I want to thrive. I want to step into the fullness of what God has for me. I want to be used of the Lord to uh, bring other people into their kingdom destiny and to equip them and position them to be used of the Lord and to see God break into their marriage and their family and extended family uh, to make a difference in their workplace and their sphere of influence. Um, You know, we really don't need everybody trying to be a pastor, right? I think that's a part of the American church dysfunction is that we put such a premium on those who are in ministry are the ones speaking into a microphone on Sunday. But really, God is after faithfulness and being faithful in the little and serving. Um, Everybody wants a microphone, but very few people want to clean the church bathrooms afterwards. And Jesus said that those who serve are actually the greatest. Um, And so he reorients kingdom greatness to, he equates that with service. And so I think learning to serve, learning to lay our lives down for our wives, for our children, for the body of Christ itself to really build the church up, which is the reason that the fivefold ministry is given. It's to equip the saints for the work of service, for the work of ministry, but also to bring the church into maturity so that she can fulfill that full stature of Jesus that often sounds so lofty. But really, I just try to focus uh, one person, one meeting, one marriage, one family at a time. What does it look like for uh, Jesus to get what he he wants in this person or this family's life and try to go from there and keep it simple and keep it tangible. That way the goal isn't too lofty or overwhelming. Yeah, I'm thinking of a quote that a a mentor said to me some years ago, kind of edgy, but it it says any donkey can kick down a barn, but it it, it takes a wise master builder to actually establish one. And I I can't help but think, you know, social media, YouTube, all of these different mediums that exist in the world today, even like the one that we're using now, they can serve as a wonderful platform for the edification of the body, for the building up of the saints. But Paul, I kind of have a, a, um, you know, sort of an opinion that there, there. When you talk, you, you, we're, we're, we have a, a culture today that looks, in a, in a broad sense, at churches, at businesses, and they just kind of want to go from one to the completed project overnight. Or they're so critical 
they have such a fault-finding spirit about them toward those that are actually doing the work that just because someone has a big social media following, just because they have this, many times, because I've done it, when you fly or you actually go to meet them or or see what they're talking about, it's not even, they, they made it sound like online, like they've built this and they've done that. <laughs> And then you're like, well, where's the address? You know, well, yeah. well, I'm a, I'm a pastor. Well, where's the church? You know, I'm an apostle. Where are your sons and daughters? You know, I'm a prophet. Well, where are people that you are teaching to hear God and obey His voice? And so, I just, I think we should, uh, and anyone that's listening today, uh, we should place a premium on anyone in any sphere of society that's on the front lines, that's paying a price, yes. whether you're a homeschool mom in your home, you know, waging war with your kids, uh, you know, believing the Lord for his best for your your marriage, whether you're a pastor on the front lines and you're recognizing, man, I could probably learn a lot uh, from this podcast now and in the future, or maybe you're just someone out there, you're broken, you're hurting, uh, you don't like the church. Uh, I, I think, uh, Paul, you and I are going to be able to really uh, give some live answers, some solutions, and uh, really come from two guys that are committed to the fight. Yeah, amen. Any leader that doesn't have followers is actually somebody just out taking a walk. Yeah. If nobody's following you, I mean, that's the danger just to make a comment about social media, right, is that it's given people a voice or a quote-unquote platform that um, frankly haven't earned it, uh, don't deserve it. It's smoke and mirrors. Um, It's all theory. It's not real in their lives. However, Uh, Social media is a powerful place. Uh, I believe it's the modern day marketplace. And that's why uh, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And really, you can reach people with the truth of who Jesus is and what he wants for us um, and for his church through social media. So it's a great place to connect, but we ought to be uh, very careful about who we follow and the voices that we listen to. So hopefully this podcast is used by the Lord to um, answer those questions, like you said, to also edify and strengthen and encourage those who are maybe weary in their journey or maybe just getting started. But we want to really gather around um, marriage, family, ministry, and see where the Holy Spirit takes us. All right, Paul, thanks so much. Thanks for listening to us today. Uh, we look forward to uh, the next episode. Paul, if they want some more information about our Father's house or what you're doing there in Indiana, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, to anybody who might be listening in the Indianapolis area, you could visit ourfathershouseindy.com. Um, and if you're interested in my personal ministry, it's paultjohnson.org. Uh, you can visit those two websites, find out more information. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Our Father's House. Paul, thanks so much. We'll see you at next episode. Thanks. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the March for Eternity podcast as we seek to bring biblical truth to this generation regarding topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. We want to give a special thank you to our ultra-global partners who make it possible for us to release fresh content such as this in order to train and equip the body of Christ around the world. 
If you were blessed by this episode, make sure to go to thealterglobal.com forward slash podcast to listen to current and past episodes. God bless and thank you for listening.